All right, Patty Dominguez here with episode 64. Thanks for being here. And on today's episode, I'm talking about how to avoid difficult clients, right? So maybe you are in that growth mode and you're not quite sure how to discern if the clients are going to be a pain to work with. And there's some really clear red flags that I'm going to be sharing with you today so that you don't have to endure working with crappy clients. Are you ready? I am. All right, let's go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. All right. Thanks for being here and checking out this episode of the Positioning to Profit podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how to avoid difficult clients. And this sparked some interest in me because as always, any of these conversations that I have with my clients, the lessons that I'm sharing with them, sometimes I'm like, hey, this is going to be a really good podcast topic. So I'm going to be sharing this. And what I want to do is share When you have worked with a bad client, you know the kind of clients I'm talking about where they will drain you, where you feel like you're giving, 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 and it's exhausting, and you really wonder why you took the business in the first place. So I'm going to be sharing some signs that you're working with a really bad or difficult client. Because you know what? I will say at the beginning when I went out on my own, uh, the official date was January of 2013. And I was in such a mode of almost freak out because I had left my corporate job and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have to make this work. And so some of you may already know that force energy is can be very self. Yeah, that force energy can be exhausting. So one of the things that I had to learn, you know, I had to learn is to really like honor my work and honor my time and really making the decision right out of the gate instead of just working with anything and anybody in order to make any money whatsoever. So do you see how at the root of that, it's so scarcity minded. And what was happening is I wasn't honoring myself. I was underpricing. And the net net is that I just wasn't progressing. So classic example, when I first quit my job, in 2013, at the time, there was a lot of talk about social media, social media, and my background is uh, really on the the marketing communication side of things. So I kind of took all of that experience and I had met with one of my early mentors and he said, you should really help, you know, small businesses with social media. So I'm like, okay, that sounds good. You know, and I started to really learn everything I needed to learn. And And I stepped into that role. Well, because I didn't have as much experience working with small clients, small business clients, I was taking on anybody. And one of the clients, and they will remain nameless because that is neither here nor there, but I was working with him and I was giving, giving, giving. And when I did the social media management initially, and then he was in Chicago and I would have to drive to meet him um, at his work. And I think I was charging $300 a month. I mean, I was making myself crazy. I was not only doing all of the social media, but also the email campaigns and email cleanups. It it was kind of migrating into me being his assistant. I was a nightmare, right? It was just a nightmare and it didn't feel good and and it became really heavy. 
And what I what you need to do instead is if you find yourself in that situation where you're overworking, underpricing is such a big deal. You will attract the absolute worst types of clients when you're pricing yourself cheap, because it, it, this is everything I talk about from a differentiation standpoint, where there's a lack of differentiation, what happens is you're seen as a commodity. And when you're a commodity, all things being equal, your prospective clients are going to make their decision based on price and run for the hills. You do not want to be in that space of the lowest, cheapest Walmart option for what you do if you have a service, right? If you're a service provider, the absolute worst thing you can do. Instead, uh, really take inventory. You know, here's what to do instead. Who do you want to work with? Being clear about that is super essential because if you're not, it's like literally going going on a fishing trip saying, okay, I'm hungry. I want to catch some fish and not, and just, you know, going out there and not really realizing that you can pretty much catch anything. So the other thing is when you're coming from this space of convincing, chasing, hunting, that energy is not only absolutely exhausting, but take inventory because I have been there. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody, they want to schedule a call with you and then another call with you and then another call with you? You have lost all control of how that conversation could potentially go. And that's really the equivalent. If you really think about it from an energetic standpoint, you're chasing or convincing that client. It's almost to the point where you're forcing it to happen, right? And so, a very, very intelligent man once said, a client convinced against their will is of the same opinion still, because they may buy from you. They may say, okay, let's test this out. But just understand that you have preset that entire engagement to be problematic, because if you started out with chasing, convincing, and almost forcing, you've kind of set that ebb and flow into existence. And there's a high probability that you're just going to be carrying that client or pulling them along, like just, you know, dragging them along for them to move forward if they're so resistant, if they're not necessarily 100% bought into what you can do or why it's valuable for them. And again, if you're in that con- convincing mode and really that is an exhausting place to be. I remember being there, there in that space as well and really feeling like they're just not listening to me. They're just not seeing what I can do for them. If you're being in that place of force, I highly encourage you to take inventory and recognize that the engagement starts from that very first conversation. And if you are having these exploratory calls or discovery calls or whatever it is you want to call them, make note, how is the energy feeling? So is this somebody that you want to work with? Because you're helping them by answering questions and really gauging to see if this is going to be a fruitful conversation, if this is somebody who is going to be a good fit, right? Are you resonating with them? Are they resonating with you? It's super important. So it all starts from that very first conversation. So I really encourage you to switch out that energy of convincing, chasing, forcing things to happen, really coming from a place of force and saying, I have to sell this package because otherwise I'm going to lose it all. That is such a desperate energy and all you're going to attract is a whole bunch of craziness, to be perfectly frank. Okay, another thing or another way that to avoid difficult clients is by 
recognizing sometimes there are going to be clients that you work with initially. And, you know, maybe you had this preliminary engagement and it was a good situation, but then something kind of goes off rails and there's a difference between course correcting where you want to make good on maybe something that went off rails or something didn't transpire the way that you thought it should, or maybe there was some kind of an error or mistake. Hey, that happens, right? And so the best thing to do is course correct. What I'm talking about is different. What I'm talking about is that feeling of, "Mm, he's just not that into you, or she's just not that into me, meaning it's just not a good fit. That feeling you get when you're working with someone, it's heavy, And to be perfectly honest, you see that call on your schedule and you're like, oh, I got to work with this person. Oh my God, this is really going to take up a lot of my energy. And you're dreading working with them. Listen, there is nothing wrong with you taking note and saying, you know what, this just, I'm not feeling that it's productive or we're not really forging ahead. And just remember that feeling of he's just not that into you. It's probably a very real feeling. And I've experienced that as well. You know, it was a very big engagement for me and I started to work with this company and unfortunately the resonance was off. It just, we weren't a match really nice people. Uh, I wish them well, absolutely. But we had this very frank conversation. And I even said that I'm like, yeah, you're just not that into me. And I'm not that into you. So we parted ways. And it was a lesson in just being honest and, and being very transparent and recognizing that it's okay to pull out of that those types of situations if it's if it's starting to feel heavy. You don't want to be there. You don't want to exert all of that energy in the name of saving face or saving that client, or maybe it's a really big retainer and you're like, okay, I'm going to hold on to this. Mm, That it it just ultimately is just going to exhaust you and drag you through the dirt. As a matter of fact, with that particular client, it had gone uh, on a road trip and it was a whirlwind of activity and it was just feeling really heavy. As a matter of fact, it was a road trip on, a, on the way back. I got super sick after that trip. I, I had walking pneumonia that lasted, I want to say, a good five weeks. So my body kind of gave in. It was telling me, stop this madness. It's not working out. And that's really when I had that realization, like your body will manifest these feelings or symptoms, or maybe you're getting a headache or something will happen or stomach or whatever. It's like, it's so interesting how that happens. But I really encourage you to just take note of if it's feeling heavy, it's probably not a good fit. And there's a big difference, again, between having an engagement where you made a mistake and you're course correcting because it's the right thing to do versus really feeling like this isn't where I'm supposed to be. The engagement is heavy. The energy is off on this. It's not mutually exciting, right? They're not excited about you. You're not excited about them. So that's another way to avoid those types of clients because inevitably it's just going to get worse and worse. Okay. Another example of how to avoid those difficult clients or situations that start to creep is exactly that. When you say, that's okay, I'll do it. That leads to scope creep. And scope creep is never your friend. It's it's an example of giving, giving, giving until you can't give anymore. And so there's this energetic imbalance here because you can't give without it being like the, the reciprocity is off, right? The reciprocity isn't there. And so it causes a whole lot of exhaustion when you're over giving without 
the boundaries in place without your boundaries being really clear of how much you are willing to give. And so I have absolutely been guilty of that where I'm giving, giving, giving because I thought that that was a way to make my clients happy. And if you're over giving without really respecting your work, why would they respect you if you don't respect yourself? So this is very nuanced. Absolutely it's always a good idea to create happy clients, but there's a difference when you're creating happy clients, but the boundaries are there. And this is about making sure that you're not burning yourself because of this fear of loss, the fear of loss that the client will leave and all this. So that I have been very guilty of with, uh, with scope creep where things go completely off rails. And in my haste to want to make it right and to want to accommodate the client, I was over giving, over giving, over giving. And that led to burnout and to a whole host of absolutely horrible situations that thankfully are all over. And I am so blessed for the lesson. It's such a good experience because it taught me to respect the limits of what I'm willing to do for a client, right? To respect my work, respect myself. Okay. Now, the other thing is with all this, one of the things that I never really took note of is really being specific about who I want to work with. Yes, this is leading to that avatar conversation, but really recognizing the clients that you do want to work with, the ones that pay on time. It's something I talk about quite a lot in my course, Positioning to Profit, in the work that I do. And it's not just about the avatar, geographic, demographic, or what have you, but really understanding what it is that you stand for and really putting in that foundation so that you're attracting so that the resonance is there. There's a lot to that. And it's very important that you level set that right at the beginning so that you're innately attracting so that you're congruent, so that your message is congruent with who you want to attract because you are not for everybody, just like I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. Right. And so what if things could be easy for you? What if your work could be easy and enjoyable? And so through all of these lessons, very important lessons of how to avoid these difficult clients, now I avoid them because when I was in it, I didn't realize it until I learned the lesson. So what I wanna do is save you from having to endure those situations that quite frankly are just like I mentioned, exhausting, they will lead to burnout and you're just going to want to throw in the towel more than once, (laughs) right? So in order to avoid that, you really want to build a business that is rooted around what it is that matters to you so that you can be congruent, show up congruently, and so that you can attract exactly who you want to attract, right? Because here's the deal, because I've gone through that exercise, because I'm very specific on who I want to work with, I am not afraid to say no if a client is not a good fit. I am not afraid of loss. I am not afraid of letting go of a sale if it's just not feeling right, because that sale is not something that I am grinding for or hustling hard for. So I will gladly get refund someone when it's just not a good fit, because what I'm not willing to do is compromise everything that I've given you in terms of examples of overgiving, acquiescing, letting go of my values, over delivering, and I don't mean over delivering, I mean over giving to the extent that you're burning yourself out. There's such a difference there. And so when you are very steadfast on what you are willing to do, and of course you want to be exemplary in your in 
the deliverables, but you don't want to be an overgiver to the point where you're burning yourself out and you don't, and you give away your personal power. That's what this is about. And so when you have clarity on who you want to attract and how you want your business to run, you will have more fun. You'll have more enjoyment you'll be excited about work. And then you'll wonder, how does it get any better than this? Because truly, that's what I say now, is I'm so blessed to work with people that I want to work with on projects that I love to work on. And things really bring me joy. And I see the transformations happen and the energy is flowing because I'm congruent, because I have been very specific. So I really encourage you, do not sell yourself short. Don't take on any business in the, in the name of taking on any business, be specific about who you want to work with, right? And does this represent the values and does this person resonate with you? I say that over and over again, because it is just that important because the luxury of having your own business is that you can call your own shots. So be very clear and align with yourself first internally before you can show up congruently out in the marketplace. And when you do that, You'll have a lot more fun and you'll make a lot more money and things will be a lot easier. Take it from me. I've been there. I got the battle wounds to prove it. And I'm just literally trying to save you the pain of having to endure that. Okay. All right. Hope this was of value to you. I was inspired by a similar conversation with a client of mine, and I thought I would pass it on to you because it is so important. Good conversations to have when you can position yourself to profit in this way. All right. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them and use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can (laughs) search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.